0: Irreverent, entertaining, cool.
1: You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu
2: right here on LA Talk Radio. One of the greatest performances you'll ever
1: see. Chrome turns to gold. That's right. Horse Ownership Experience is brought to you by California Chrome and Taylor Made. California Chrome stands there. Midnight Storm, who's getting some rave reviews. He was trending on Twitter today. And uh, not this time, michelle call Travis White, call him on a cell, 859-396-3508, and book your mare to one of the tailor-made great stallions. I'm Billy Koch, founder, managing partner at Little Red Feather Racing Club. It is Tuesday, April 9th. With me, as always, is the great Michelle Yu. Michelle, welcome to the show once again.
0: Billy, is that true that Midnight Storm was trending on Twitter?
1: I, I mean, well, I saw many tw- – I don't know what that means, but I saw many posts about Midnight Storm this morning. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm just I, – did I say it wrong? I mean yeah kind of like oh, if trending they trend, is like a huge thing that's why I like jumped oh, on my Twitter to see right now Well like, let's really? get well like I said something spectacular. let's trending. let's get him trending on, on let's get him trending. Yeah we have we have a great show for you guys today and by the way thank you to all the listeners we've been getting some tremendous response people at the track coming out uh telling us they're binge listening to the show uh, which is really cool. so thank you to all the listeners out there. we We owe you a debt of gratitude. We appreciate it, and uh, keep listening. Uh, today we have a, a a guy I've never met, never talked to. His name is Michael Sisk, and him he and his wife, uh, Michaela, just set the single season win record at Oakland Park. Uh, Which is
0: not easy to do because everyone wants to win at Oakland Park because yeah. of those
1: massive purses. Massive purses. Um, so, we're going to talk to Michael Sisk. We're going to talk to him about how he got in the game. Robert, D- uh, Robertino Diodoro is his t- main trainer. Cody Autry, thank you for getting us his number. He's his racing manager, and uh, it'll be a cool interview. Um, he seems very interesting, and we will talk about uh, low testosterone because that's, uh, that's what he's doing, and I have that uh, problem. So, you know, it'll be a very, I cannot imagine that it'll, you have low it'll, testosterone. i have low T. It'll, it'll be a great interview. I promise. Keep listening. Uh, but before we do that, we had a massive, massive weekend, especially on the Kentucky Derby Trail uh, last weekend, Michelle, uh, from coast to coast. I don't know where you want to start, but bring it. I'm ready. I watch the races. I have opinions.
0: Okay, good. Well, I think that the most exciting races, in my opinion, really were at Santa Anita, and that would be in the Santa Anita Derby and the Santa Anita Handicap. Uh, Both of those races came down to nose bob finishes, and I thought they were both tremendous. Since you just mentioned Derby, we'll start with the Santa Anita Derby, where it was going to be Bob Baffert one way or the other when it came down to it.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Roadster got the best of uh, game winner, who once again just just barely got beat in a second straight race. Roadster, owned by Speedway Stables, trained by Bob Baffert and ridden by Hall of Famer Mike Smith who put on a, a clinic I it, Michelle I don't know if you're with me but at the three ace pole I thought Roadster was done
2: right I, yeah. I actually I thought,
1: thought something happened backwards. yeah mm-hmm. I thought something happened and and what happened was Mike just kind of angled him to the rail saved the ground around the turn then swung out and made this big run he is he's such an interesting horse because he's not in my opinion and I could you could uh obviously go against me but he's not your typical Baffert sizable horse. Like when you right. see him in the morning, he's kind of a little shrimpy. I mean he's got all the he's got all the uh, parts in the right places. But he has he's this not a beefcake. He's not yeah, he's not certainly not justify um or and he improbable. doesn't have right and probably and he doesn't have the 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 um the silky smooth uh, uh, movements no, of, of American Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah, he but he rolls like when he got going, he like pins his ears and just yeah, it was it was really fun to watch. It was a great race, and uh, he, I think both I of those horses race, are gonna be he was tough. Reminiscent to me of
0: Arrowgate because like when they brought Arrowgate into the Traverse, he was the underdog, you know, nine or ten to one or something like that, and just shocked the world. Right now, I'm not saying he's gonna be as good as Arrowgate, but he's been like he was the hype horse that you know then wasn't so hyped, and now it's like, well, how good is he? And buffett has got so many bullets in the gun that are, you know, proven and ready and seeks, you know, yeah. tested that he kind of was like, Oh, well, is he eh. that good. And then Mike Smith was talking about him. So people are paying attention and, uh, well, he's
1: the current favorite at six to one in the derby pool. I think it ended him, with him the favorite and game winner right behind him at six. I do seven have to, to give one.
0: game winner credit because when Ro- Ro- so Mike Smith, like you said, came on the outside game winner had just kind of put away Instagram and then Roadster came and game winner was like, crap, another one. And he yeah. like dug back in, but just couldn't match the momentum that Roadster had going and I think game winners also that type of horse we've seen from him he's not ever going to be a flashy winner he's not going to win a race by 10 right he's a do what you have to do so that ride by Mike Smith and Roadster was perfectly timed
1: and I think it's neat going into the Derby with all these other opinions and and horses it's a wide open Derby this year I mean you could very easily and we'll see what happens in the uh, Arkansas Derby this weekend but if let's, let's assume that Improbable runs well you have those Baffert Improbable Road stir game winner. Those three have to be considered the three kind of three pronged favorite. Um, but it will be on interesting. The, uh, I don't know how much separate they them. should just start grouping Bob Baffert. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Well, congratulations to him. He's back at it. Mr. Mr. Bob Baffert does it did again. Did you
0: watch by the way, the NBC
1: I, telecast? No, I did not. Sorry. So
0: Bob and Jill were sitting in the box with the Wests and like to close out the show, they did like slow-mo of like the horses winning and then reactions and Jill goes like, yay, and then, oh, and like looks oh, at the West, no. and Bob was like, ah, crap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know. If well, that's it a tough because, position like, to they, be in. It's a tough position to be in. You're sitting is, with an right? owner like, who like, just you, gets beat.
0: And I, and I said that. I was like, it must just be because they were sitting with the West, because right. I'm sure they were excited that Roadster won, but it was just like, oh, that was Oops. a funny reaction to show at the end of this telecast.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and there was another great race at Santa Anita, Michelle, that I know you want to talk about, because I think he's become quickly one of your favorite horses and that is gift box gift box owned by costaronis and his brother i will say this though
0: going into the race i did not like his last work
1: yeah, but it, good horses are good horses. Sometimes he you can't just horse. go in on works. And John Sadler's done a remarkable job bringing him back mm-hmm. and to win the San Diego Handicap. I know is a highlight for the Gironas family. Back-to-back um, back years for them. Kudos to Joel Rosario, who I thought he and Mike Smith were excellent in that race. Mike Smith, of mm-hmm. course, on McKenzie the odds on favorite i think gift box ended up only at six to five so they were very close in the wagering and it was really a a rider's race and a horse's race and it was i mean it was a true true spectacle to watch these two battling head and head nose and nose down to the wire and congratulations to Joel had
0: said you know i i had to pay mike Smith back for beating me in the Santa anita derby there you go uh, so that was funny and there have there are awesome pictures all over social of those two horses and like in their strides they were so in sync that you can't even see the horse on the inside it's like you see mckenzie and noggin box
1: yeah very, two very very talented horses who hopefully will stick around and we'll see them later on this year at the breeders cup i read somewhere that they may both run back in the hollywood gold cup coming up well, at that would santa monica cool. so
0: see if they can throw it down again
1: there you go i don't even think it's called the hollywood gold cup anymore whoops <laughs>
0: I think it's called the Gold Cup at San Anita. Just Santa the Gold Anita. Cup at
1: San Anita. Yeah, I apologize. The San Anita, one of our sponsors. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple um, other big also, races. We had the
0: San Anita Oaks, which while it wasn't a, uh, you know, throwdown like that situation, Bellafina had a tougher task with uh, horses like Chasing Yesterday in there, even though it was only a four-horse field. She was a grade one winner, and Bellafina really impressed me i mean she put everyone away oh
1: she's a beast she has to be considered one of if not the she's favorite, the Kentucky the favorite. Oaks. probably the favorite she's been very impressive this year she's a big strong philly i mean she looks like a colt and uh congratulations to kaleem shaw puts a lot of money and time into this game he's been a guest on the show and to simon callahan uh who have a very 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 special philly on their hands by the way michelle my mom's listening she just texted me hi <laughs> Um, there was another big race too. Uh, I think Basilica won like her 300 straight race. Is she winks? <laughs>
0: her sixth stakes win. It was only her third straight race, oh,
1: she race lost. because she right. had the, right.
0: the race that they were in the middle. She got beaten, but it was her sixth stakes win since, uh, being claimed for $35,000. And she <laughs> became a millionaires.
1: That's amazing. It's a, just an amazing story. And congratulations to that whole got crew. A racing. Got a racing who was on our show and, uh, Mr. Hollendorfer. What, he's mm-hmm. got a new name. What do they call him? The Little General now? That's his new name. The term. General, yeah. The little, little General. Little General. I like that. Oh, Rita said, hi, Michelle. So, <laughs>
0: um, um, Also, Derby implications in the Wood Memorial, as well as the Bluegrass Stakes. Um, the Wood, I thought, was actually a really good race. The Bluegrass was kind of like a cluster of, I don't even know what kind of horses.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tacitus won for Judmont in the Wood. I thought he was... I, you know, it's funny, Michelle. I think he's a good horse. He just visually, and it, maybe it happens with the Wood Memorial. I just wasn't that impressed with just the look of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought Hayakal, that ran third uh, from well off the pace has like, I think he might become a, a wise guy horse in the Derby if they go too fast. I thought Tax ran really well. Um, but the race just set up. There were two long shots just ding-donging about six or seven lengths in front of the field, and they just came back, and the two best prevailed in Tacitus and Tax, um, good race. Outside chance for Derby. I didn't think they were impressive as a Sanita Derby.
0: Tacitus, the only two-time Derby prep point winner for over thirty-seven and a half points. Just so you know.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I read. Yeah, that, that's very interesting. the The Derby is wide open. I mean, Omaha Beach needs to get wait, some wait, points. Wait, this wait, weekend? We're going to we'll get to that. Let's oh, Stay focused here. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: Um, and let's see. We had the, oh, the oh, also at Keeneland, the Beaumont, the Ashland, and the Madison. Um, And the Madison did go to a former Southern California-based horse in Spiced Perfection who won the grade one, Malibu.
1: No, she didn't win the Malibu. She won the Librea. Oh, uh,
0: Librea, La <laughs> you know.
1: Now whatever. you're now. Now, now who's talking about focus? Good uh, job. Yeah. Uh, uh per- private purchase and Pete Miller trained and a big win for Spice Perfection, who's proving she does not just need Calbreds. Uh, mm-hmm. She can run against everybody. Getting that Grade One, really important, uh, a second Grade One, I should say, for her after her Librea win. And we didn't really talk about the Bluegrass, but it was Vakoma who was who proved best. And yeah, that was my Florida
0: Derby pick.
1: That was your well, you missed it by one race.
0: Yeah, right. So
1: anyway, well, we have uh, Michael Siss coming up in about five minutes, Michelle, here on the horse ownership experience. So uh, there were other races. Who the Beaumont I thought was a really good race. Mother, Mother ran second. Mm-hmm. Uh, on and, uh, she was down in uh, the inside. Party one, fancy and it was dress a party, sloppy mess. Yeah, for LNJ Foxwoods. Congratulations to that team. They also put a lot of time and money into this game. Mm-hmm. Big supporters of the game, and they they uh, they're very active at the sales and in the breeding when breeding shed. And and my uh, my girl Hannah Banana Mother Mother. I thought she was going to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Matheson family who just uh, just barely missed. But I like Mother Mother sprinting, don't you?
0: Yes. Yes. So. For sure. Okay. Um, also, the Grade One Carter was on the Wood Undercard, and World of Trouble was super impressive in there for the win.
1: He was very impressive, and and also impressive were the two Michelle Nevin runners who ran second and third, Honor Up and Skylar Scramjet. Scramjet. And I've talked to Michelle; she was very very happy about both those runners. And World of Trouble, of course, trained by Jason Service, who and he's
0: a double an A double plus Trinick.
1: <laughs> and he isn't it. It's ironic that World of Trouble is trained trained by Jason Service. Yeah right. right. Get it? A little inside. Yeah. little inside. Uh, mm-hmm. little inside information there.
0: World of trouble. <laughs> um, let's see. The gazelle went to always shopping. Who is the daughter of stop shopping Maria? So
1: yeah, very I like cool when I see that. Don't you like when you see that? Yeah. Uh, when 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 big time mares that you and I grew up with, or even more recently, have good runners. It mm-hmm. always makes you feel feel good to know that they can carry their their uh, class into the breeding shed. I think it's very cool. Something what did like. you think
0: about the Bayshore with mind control winning and uh much better was second call Paul. I was a little disappointed ran third.
1: Uh, I just, when I hear his name, I just sing that song. Ground control to major Tom. So, <laughs> that was terrible. I apologize yeah, to was, all our listeners.
0: It was really bad.
1: Mom, um,
0: and then the Ashland, I did not watch. Out for a spin. Big long shot. The winner of that by Hardspun.
1: Yeah, I like hard spun mammy a side. for
0: Paco Lopez and Dallas Stewart.
1: He comes up with those 106 dollar
0: winner. Holy crap!
1: Yeah, doesn't he come up with those winners all the time, Dallas Stewart? Yes. It's like the second you just say eh, Dallas Stewart can't win this race, he'll come up with a hundred and two dollar horse. Unbelievable!
0: I, I bet the restless rider in the uh, I was playing in the contest, and I bet her. She You're
1: playing her in a lot of contests these days.
0: Only the free ones.
1: Oh, uh, and okay.
0: then Shakertown went to Imperimus,
1: who he's beat very... Bound
0: for Nowhere, who I needed in the contest. Okay,
1: <laughs> but in, in, he's a good horse. That horse, I've seen and him he's, run before.
0: He's heading for maybe Royal Ascot.
1: Oh, speaking of Royal Ascot, did you see the uh, sister of um, Lady Aurelia?
0: Yes, <laughs> Lady Pauline. Lady
1: Pauline. She
0: was trending on Twitter. Wow. She was trending. Yeah, she was she pretty was impressive.
1: Awesome. She was like impressed. Well, Johnny what I v... liked it.
0: Was I mean, like at the beginning, like they were feet in the dash, trying to like just hold her close to the field, right? And then like you know, and she still ran like super quick, and it's like uh, for sure, if they had let her run, she would have killed him.
1: Oh yeah, well, she did kill him, right? Um, but
0: I mean, like really,
1: really, we shouldn't really say that on the air. Um, Ronan, go ahead. We're gonna we can get to our guest, Michael Sess. Ronan's gonna give him a call right now. Michelle, any any final uh, wrap ups before uh, we get the derby um, Mike points? Sess? Like you
0: mentioned, horses yeah. like Omaha Beach is on the bubble right now with a thirty seven and a half. So he needs a good finish. And Improbable needs to run one two to guarantee himself a spot this year. There are only nineteen available spots and possibly eighteen because uh, the Japanese had a win in your in race and Master Fencer is coming, and there is also one on a synthetic uh track that is you know if they want to take the spot they can so there's a chance 18 u.s based horses could get in uh and this wow. will be most points that you have to have since like the point system was enacted
2: to be That's able mine. to get
1: in. oh there he is michael is that you yes sir michael it's Hi. billy Koch and michelle you here on the horse ownership experience thank you very much for taking the time to talk
2: Hey, always happy to talk horses.
1: Well, there you go, and and we love it. before we even get started, congratulations on this. Uh, w- w- we'll call it monumental achievement for winning the uh, the owner champion at Oakland Park. That has got to be special.
2: Yes, well, you know, when we won the one last year, we were like, make sure we want to win this. But not only do we want to win it, we want to break the record.
1: That is crazy. Now, before we talk horses, now um, I was reading up on you, and I happen to be a, a low T guy. How oh, great. <laughs> yeah, that's probably good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Really,
2: you now own a share of. of I
1: newborns. mean, yeah, that doesn't really help me. But it. but I have been going to a place and I have been doing some treatments and I have to tell you they're magical. So just tell us a little bit it, about how that started and and uh, the popularity of it and then give me some uh, more advice. How do I get, you know? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, you know, when I turned 40, I weighed about 260 pounds, had a 38-inch waist, and looked like a marshmallow. (laughs) And I just decided that something was wrong, and I couldn't find anybody to help me. And this guy checked my testosterone up in Tennessee, and I thought it was too good to be true. I took it six, seven months and lost some weight. I was back in the gym, and I I really did think it was too good to be true. And uh, the more I researched it, the more I studied, man, you know, guys, Need hormones just like women do, but our dads never prepared us for that. And so, my wife and I started one clinic here in Texas, and the man grew. And so, now I've got 47 of them scattered across the U.S. And but you know, it's a lot more than just testosterone. Now, it's you know, we bring a guy in and we do a full physical on him, and then guys that have low t usually have sleep apnea they usually have high blood pressure they usually have high cholesterol and so we start working on that guy and i tell people i'm in the guy optimization business <laughs> i want to make him the best version of him he could be
1: i like that guy op- that's a good name but for it's a no horse different
2: than the horse racing right you look at how much effort we put to get a horse to the track but the trainers and the people that work there—they do a terrible job of taking care of themselves. <laughs> so you know, I've got my team. You know, I've got my team coming to the Low T Center, and man, they—they're they're healthy or they're happier, and I think it's helped. You know, add to some of the success that we've had this year.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about your start because this is this is rather new. A lot of people come into the game and they've been at it for, for thirty years, right? You and your wife have M&M Racing, and it's Michaela, Am I saying that right, Mikala?
2: Yes, Micola. Mikola. She's the big M. I'm the little M. Okay,
1: perfect. (laughs) Smart. Not only are you successful, but you're very smart. Uh, Mikola, you guys got into this only a couple of years ago. Give us the story of how you started and and what went on at the beginning.
2: Yeah, I've always been a a fan. So we've been to the Derby six, seven years. And, you know, I grew up watching uh, horse racing back when I was a kid. You know, I grew up a poor hillbilly there in the hills of Tennessee. And there was this grocery store that would give coupons out. And my grandmother and I would watch, you know, Hollywood Park. I didn't know at the time it was Hollywood Park. It was just horse racing at seven o'clock on Friday night. And then if the horse won, you got coupons, and, and, and if you have the coupon, you get a discount on groceries. So I've always been a fan. So I built this lake house up at Hot Springs a couple of years ago, and I said to my builder, I'm like, man, I'd like to have a couple of horses uh, So during horse season, it'd be entertaining, because you know it's the end of the summer, the lake's closing down, and he goes, I know a perfect guy, a guy named Cody Autry that's stuck here at Hot Springs, you should meet him. And so Cody and I had uh, lunch and I was telling my story. And so he went and picked us up a couple of horses out of California, actually. We stopped in Zia Park and we won our very first uh, horse race. And I was like, man, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so we brought those to Hot Springs and they immediately get claimed. So I went for the rest of the meet with no horses. But I happened to be running in Saratoga and I, uh, Robertino Deodoro, our main trainer, introduced me to some guy and said, this is the leading owner and wherever, and I was like, "What is this leading owner thing?" And he said, "Well, the guy that wins the most races during a meet gets a trophy." Well, I go, "I want to do that at Hot Springs next year." And so, <laughs> we called Cody and I'm tasked him with building us a barn. And so he built that barn, and we won the meet by four or five races last year. And I was at a at a bar drinking with the the crew, and I'm like, "Man, we're gonna break the track record!" And one of the track workers go, "Good luck with that. The track record's 47." So I pointed to Robert T. and I go, "We're winning 50 next year." Wow! Nice. And so hey, we are, 49. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. So I, and your and your model um, is pretty much claim them for
0: what you need to drop them where they need to to make sure you if they get claimed and you win the purse, you're in the clear.
2: Absolutely. And it's you know our mantra is every horse should be run in a certain place. So right. we run that horse to where it, 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 he should win, and if he wins, we make a little money and we move on. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of guys, and I'm seeing in, in Oakland right now, you know, they're all getting ready to go to their next meets, and they're running these horses in places that they just don't belong. You know, mm-hmm. it's a sixty-two fifty claimer and you're running for 15, that horse is not going to finish in the money. So you basically fed it for a month, for nothing right. and yeah you know I'm a business guy we just don't make bad business decisions and so when I built the barn you know Cody you know I'm the CEO Cody's the president we've got our three trainers and we just we make business decisions
1: you mean we well, so you we mean, know how you, mean... you got with uh Robertino which my
0: husband by the way was his assistant when you guys started picking all your horses up from California. So yeah. we were, we were part of your mind reader group over there, but, um, how did you end up with like Carl, I think Carl Broberg trains for you as well and someone else. Yep.
2: yep. So uh, I live here in Dallas and so we were at Lone Star last year and Carl trained some horses for us and you know, he is awesome. You know, All these guys kind of have their niche, but when mm-hmm. you take a 12, 5, 10, 62, 50 claimer, Carl knows where that horse should fit. He knows what horse to pick. And he runs so many numbers. He knows every horse in the South. So, you know, hey, I'm going to claim that horse. Ah, that horse has got a leg problem. Or that horse, you know, doesn't like to run. So he's just a wealth of information. And so he's awesome at that game. And then we got with Norm up in Canada. We claimed a couple horses up there. He obviously knew those horses better than anybody. So we we stick with people that know their business. We give them the resources they need. And frankly, we just get out of their way.
0: And do you enjoy coming to the races or are you a watch from home type of guy?
2: I cannot wait till Thursday morning to get here so I can get on the airplane and go to hot springs. (laughs) 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 This has absolutely decimated my productivity at work.
1: Oh no, we can't have that. There are <laughs> a lot of Tell guys about, struggling. Like, out I there. mean, you guys have had
0: a couple of days where you have won two, three, four races, and honestly, for an owner, that's it's not super easy to do.
2: Oh, it's incredibly difficult, and that's what you know. People go, "Oh my God, you're so lucky." What they don't realize is, you know, my team and I have spent the last year of building this barn. We started building, you know, the success that we're having with for this yeah, just to compete for Oakland, and and it's, it's been awesome. I mean, it's been probably the most fun thing I've ever done.
1: That's uh, it is so cool, and especially the hot uh, the bathhouses there. Do you do you visit what do them?
0: You, what, so when you got down and you thought I'm going to build this barn to win at Oakland, what did you look for? Did you were you looking for courses with conditions? Were you just looking for yep. something?
2: But yep, that's exactly. What. So what we did is we got the condition book out. And mm-hmm. we built the barn from the condition book, you know, look, there's these races, these conditions, let's go find that horse. We're buying them in Canada. We're buying them in Saratoga, you know, Belmont, you know, California's hard to get them because they don't like, a, like for us to pull them out of there. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's you know, true.
2: Star, I mean, we were, we bought horses all over America, really all over North America.
1: And now though, here's the interesting part. And I'm reading this and you're going to have to jump in here. Um, yeah I see that you bought you went to the OBS sale. You've bought some 2-year-olds now or are you yeah. looking now are you looking in yearling because this is kind of the this is the this is the process, right? You start in the claiming ranks, you win all these races and now I read you want to win the Pegasus. You know, so where are yeah. we going to get those kind of horses? So tell us about the difference how you made that transformation.
2: Well, you know, obviously we we like to make a we like to make a splash so if you the one that pays the most money right now is the Pegasus so the first thing we did is we we made Summerhouse right we claimed her we ran her she wins a stake she wins another stake we retire she's trying to get in to justified right now so you'll have that piece of the barn that we're going to grow horses or raise horses the next thing is you got to go find these 2 year olds so last year we bought a couple of 2 year olds out of the Texas sale uh, sh- uh shots of tea been uh, uh, I don't remember the other one's name but they were horses of the year last year so now we've got uh, king of testo you kind of see the theme here yeah there you go no, <laughs> so I, oh I see it believe me first race, and we got her care she's getting ready to run so in my mind there's a lot of luck involved in that so you know you, there's three aspects of this race is you you grow them you buy them or you (laughs) raise them.
1: Is there one that's more satisfying than you than the others? Obviously the claiming is going to get you more wins, but is it, is breeding a horse just that much special? That's what more special.
2: Currently. I like the action. I love showing up the track and going, Hey, we got six of, we're in six of nine races today. And there's just, you know, the action is so much fun because I, I bring a whole group of people with me every time we come to the race. So, like, this week I had 15, 20 people in the, in the uh, winner circle there. Wow. Probably half of them had never been to a horse race before. So, we've introduced so many people to the sport, and it's so cool to see they don't get as excited as I am when our horse wins. And then you win, like we did Sunday. We won four, came in second. So, we almost won five races. Wow. The, set the record the day, was just incredible.
0: Did, did, Dad, have any of them been like, I, I want to own a horse now?
2: uh yes, yeah, actually, i got a group down here in texas they're going all right now we want to buy a horse at Lone store how does that happen i go well you just write a check to a guy and then he'll call you and tell you to send more money
1: <laughs> <laughs> michael sisk here with us in the horse ownership experience but that's a good you know michelle that's a great question i was thinking yes. the same thing how do we michael obviously in this game of ours right now we need more owners we did this show so owners can right. come on tell their stories but we need more how do we get those people into horse racing in all seriousness
2: it's amazing because your world is very incestuous. You don't only play in your world. You don't go out to the to the masses and talk to other people. I mean, like I've heard so many times, I had no idea this was this fun. I had no idea that it was like this. I, had, You know, when it's, you know I'm, when people come with me, I take them to the barn. I take them to show them, teach them the claiming game, show them. I mean, it's, you know, I'm like the professor of horses. I'm showing people this stuff. And it's so cool to see it click. And you would not believe how, like, this week, All of the people I took last week were texting me because they're on Equibase looking at how we're doing. Sure, Mm -hmm. Man, those people didn't even know what Equibase was two weeks ago. (laughs) So do you
1: think, so in that case, is it a PR thing and a marketing thing on on racing's part? It's a
0: lot more fun to come in and be a part of like a big winning day like that because then you feel more invested.
2: Right. But think about how intimidating it is, right? Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I met Cody, right? I mean, it was like, hey, I'd like to buy a couple of horses. Nobody knows how to – what's the first thing to do to buy a horse? Nobody. I mean, that's a very intimidating thing. And so I, I noticed a couple of tracks, they kind of have these clubs, right? I don't know what they call it, like the Oakland Racing Club, the yes. Longstar Star Club, where yeah. You, yeah, you pay a fee and and you're an owner. 500 Man, bucks, yeah. To, yeah, they need to advertise the heck out of that because that is a great way to get people involved. And like you say, if you feel like you're part of the action – you become very engaged in
1: that business. That's it. it it's 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 you're right. It's astounding that that we can't find more people with the people like yourself and people like our partnerships. You know, I run a partnership group, um, and there's all these partners that, partnerships that are trying to get people involved, but we still struggle, and obviously all the stuff with California recently. And we're not going to get into that today, Michael, but uh, maybe right. another time. But um, Michelle and I are also very involved in aftercare. Have you thought about what uh, what that means and what, what you and uh, Michelle are going to do?
2: Yeah, I haven't talked about, you know, in a, in a grand scheme. I know that there's one horse, Pete's Play Call, that's very special to me. You know, mm-hmm. when Pete's done, we're going to retire him and bring him to my farm here in Texas. You know, he's going to be ours forever. <laughs> we had a, another one, Infinity Square, that we retired. Uh, David Cohen and Ashley, they have that as a pet. They take care of it. So we've only, the two that we've had to retire, we've, we're we going to take personally. <laughs> so, but, but, uh, but being a
0: part of the claiming game is a whole different thing because you might only have them for one race, and they might race another exactly, five, right. six years.
2: Exactly. I know Carl's done some stuff down here, you know. With uh, they, they, they have, uh, I think it's in Kentucky where he donates to a farm and works on some stuff. But we just haven't had a lot of action into that. I know the big telethon went on for the jockeys this this mm-hmm. year. We made a donation to that. I mean, so we try to be involved everywhere we can, you know. There, yeah, I feel like in Oakland, I've, I've, I've invested everywhere I can to make horse racing a better place. So hopefully, <laughs> the people in, in Hot Springs agree with me. Well, you're so doing obviously- a great job. I know the restaurants. And- I guarantee the restaurants and bars have the biggest, biggest they've ever <laughs> had.
0: <laughs> so obviously, you know, we know why you have been uh, a big proponent of Oaklawn. So how did you end up choosing Belmont for your other strings? And, and are there any thoughts to expand to more tracks?
2: Yeah, so my wife and I, we went to two races every year, uh, the Derby and the Belmont. Okay. And I always love the Belmont the most. It's just, it's a beautiful track. It's always a beautiful day. It's not as near as crowded as the Derby. And I was there when Pharaoh won the, the, the triple crown. I was there when Chrome made the run. And it's just, oh, there's, I always liked it. And I told those guys that, you know, when we left Oakland, I wanted to go there. Now this year, it looks like we're all going to Kentucky, as I think the horse racing world is. <laughs> So that'll be a new phenomenon for us. You know, to go to Churchill and race there. But I enjoy getting to see the new tracks. I mean, it's, you know, Oakland's just home for us because I have the lake house there. It's exactly halfway between Dallas and where Michael and I grew up. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of family events and friends events there. And it's just, you know, I own a lot of property. I have a business in Hot Springs. Just, it's our second home.
1: Hey, Michelle. Michelle. Wait, wait. Where's the best place to win a
0: race at? Oakland,
2: Texas,
0: or Belmont?
2: Billy's going to say Texas.
1: Oh. <laughs> I had a good run at
2: Texas. Well, I can tell you that facility, you know, that's what's so sad about horse racing, especially here in Texas that facility is the best facility I've ever been in anywhere. I haven't been to all the tracks, but mm-hmm. the tracks that I've been to, it blows them away from a fan experience standpoint. Can I but tell from you the only bad thing extent, about Lone Star is uh, when you run a horse, you could be a mile and a half away
1: and have to walk in the Texas heat when you're seven months <laughs> pregnant with a horse in the paddock. <laughs> oh, have you done that, Michelle? <laughs> you
2: know, that's what's terrible, right? But, and then the purses are so bad, you can't make any money here, so it, it just it, it's not feasibly economical. And I think that's why the guys are going to Churchill this year because the horsemen you know with all the rules they put in place in new york they can't afford to run there so these tracks are sometimes their own worst enemies but it's not necessarily the tracks it's the regulations in the states the tracks are in mm-hmm. obviously i'm not telling you anything with the stuff's happening out there but you know it's texas if, if they ever got the purses like they had at oakland i don't know if i'd ever leave texas but of course you know it is what it is
1: michelle i have a question for you Mm-hmm. do you know what it says on his on their silks the Sisk silks
2: yeah it says hot springs arkansas i
1: mean how cool is that that's that's very cool well where did that come from <laughs> yes.
2: yeah well that's yeah, that's what i told them i put them on there and, uh, they make it uh when i run it other tracks they make me actually take those off I oh really i have to have a second second yeah mm-hmm. oh that, interesting
1: i didn't know that well michael because oh, belmont doesn't let you do any
2: advertising right no, yeah, it's like there, I think there we, we have to take the black off. I can only run like black, green, and white. I mean, there are seven levels of, you know, rules there that you have to, to follow.
1: Michael, I, I, pr- I promised, uh, I promised Cody only 20 minutes. I know you're a very busy man. We'll wrap this up. But the one, the one question that we always ask our guests when they come on and our people really love it is, is the one piece of advice that you would give our listeners when they're first starting to get into the game as an owner.
2: Yeah, so how I got in is just like you're talking about. I had a group that I invested in, a syndicate, and I learned everything I could. I asked every dumb question I possibly could ask because you guys love to answer those questions. And and it's fun (laughs) to teach, right?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And
2: I learned so much, you know, and it was a, what it did was it limited my downside. So, I, you know, I could write a check and I knew that was the worst it was ever going to get for me. And if this didn't work out, then, you know, I had that, that amount of fun.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, that we we appreciate it. We partnership groups appreciate it. Um, I, I have one question because we have to go back to the personal stuff. What was your uh T score when you when you were low back in uh when
2: yeah, you first started? It was two fifty two. The guy goes, It's like your your testosterone's two fifty two and I'm like, Great, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. He goes, Well it should be somewhere between three hundred and a <laughs> thousand you know in the docs they know this. But right. you and I as men, nobody told us that.
1: No, no, I went in. I had well, the same thing. No, I had the same thing. I went in and, and I had some of the same symptoms that Michael's talking about. And I was, uh, I got the score and they're like, yeah, you're uh two And I was like, and I said to the girl, that's, is that, is that good? Is that, that's great. He, she's says, right, like, exactly.
2: yeah, well, <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's not very it's good at all. It's funny you say stuff like that. So when guys come in, like, so like even heart pressure, you know, blood pressure, 120 over 80. Okay, is that good? So what we do is when when our providers sit down with you every time you come to the center, they have everything graphed out. And if it's in green, it's good. If it's yellow, you need to be concerned. If it's red, we're going to be really concerned. And guys get that, right? Right. It's visual. They're like, hey, that makes sense to me.
1: Well, and there's, I think that the stigma is gone also right michael because you know I'll the old day, oh yeah i'm yeah, a macho like, man i have absolutely. but you know i think the stigma is gone so i appreciate it on a personal level that you're doing this on a professional level michelle and i cannot congratulate you enough for this uh record I at oakland go ahead
0: you're i mean you said your goal was to kill the meat record at oakland so you know achieved right. what is your next goal what can we watch for you to do now
2: you know Yeah, everybody keeps asking me that. I called Cody this morning and I told him I said, Hey, you know there's one record we haven't got in Oakland yet? No owner has ever won more than five races in a day.
1: Really? We've got
2: three weeks left.
1: (laughs) All right. Well let's get it let's get it done. Let's get it done. Michael Sisk, we really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show and continued success. And maybe maybe you make a trip to Del Mar this summer. What about that?
2: Absolutely, would love to appreciate, right. you guys. We'll Thank look, you. We'll look you up. Thank you, bye-bye.
1: Mike. Michael Sis. Bye bye. And his wife, uh, Mikala. Uh, Mikola. I said that I butchered that like eight times during the interview. Um, you can tell that he is. You know what comes across, Michelle? It's the it's the passion. You know how right. when I get up my my daily soapbox when I get here and you, I get all fired up. Like he was fired up for the last twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. I, it was uh, very cool. And there is also. I used the word stigma before about when we're talking about testosterone, but there's also a, a stigma about the claiming ranks. And I think that's kind of going away too because I mean, I feel that winning is winning. And I do I could I could give two shits if you're winning graded stakes races or, you know, five claiming races a day. I mean, winning is hard and it doesn't matter what level you're on. They've they had a plan, they stuck with it. They said we want to win races there. And the one thing you said early on in the in the broadcast which I thought was interesting is placement. And you and I talk about this mm-hmm. all the time. If you're in a race as an owner and you look up at the board and you're 35 to 1, guess what? You're probably in the wrong spot. I'm not saying right. that 35 to 1 shots never win, but especially in in claiming races, um you need to have your horses in the right places if you mm-hmm. are going to succeed in this game. I think it is one of the most vital less. You know, Michelle, we should come up with like the top 10 like like most important rules of ownership. You know, pl- and horse placement has to be in there somewhere.
0: It has to be number one, I think. It could <laughs> uh, be. But no, I agree. It could be. It's like it it should it is so hard to put a horse in the right spot. And I like you say, I think that people are like, oh well you, you claim that horse for twenty and you drop him in for eight. And it's like, yeah, but then wh- if it wins for eight, great, you probably did the right thing. And if it loses, it's like, well now what? Because
1: Right. Well now he obviously
0: needs to race lower. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean he's not a good race horse anymore. It just means he's not as fast as he used to
1: be. Absolutely. Uh, and there are there are tons of reasons i I'm, listen we could talk about claiming ranks all day long and maybe we will we'll have that on the show but um i, I thought it was a very interesting interview i thought it was a very interesting guy and and we appreciate uh, michael sis coming on the horse yeah. experience. yeah
0: I, I know deodoro had said he's a little high strung guy gets so excited and he is he's so
1: excited but that's great and that's I, I keep saying this every time we have this kind of show it's like I didn't even know he existed until I read mm-hmm. an article in the Bloodhorse about him. And now we're getting the word out to other people. Hey, look at this guy who just you know, had a company, started two years ago, and now he sets records at Oakland. So it, right. I think what it does is it, it shows people out there, especially our listeners who are new to the game, it can be done. You know, A lot of people have come on our show, Michelle. It takes years. You have to learn everything. You don't have to. You've got to get with great people, people you trust, people who have your back, and have a plan. And if you mm-hmm. stick to that plan, good things can happen. Right. Good um, job,
0: Billy. Have a plan.
1: Have a plan. Have a plan. Um. What okay. So
0: coming up this week at Santa Anita. Yeah. Uh, it is Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's going to or, and Sunday. It's the whole week is like a photographer clinic with Alex Evers and Scott Serio, and Alex Evers is like the best equine he's photographer. Really good. That's he, not Barbara Livingston. He's really good. He's awesome. And um, how, do, how do they sign so up for that? It's you can go online to sign up for, I think it's 600 bucks for the whole weekend, but it includes like, I mean, you know, it's personal one on one. Attention! Uh, you get to do a barn tour. They're going to teach you how to do confirmation shots. They're going to take you out in the mornings to show you how to shoot all these different scenes. You know, uh, for training at the races, you are allowed access to the jock's room, the roof, the press box. Like, I mean, all these places that you would never be allowed to go, and you'll get to shoot in all of these places. And um, having Alex there to help you, you know, adjust your f-stop for all of these, and like show you how to do different things. Like, I remember last year at the photography thing, he was starting to get into. Blur, he wanted to really start like blurring, so he got like some shots of even justify where like just his eye was focused and the rest of it was all a blur when he was running. Um, you know, he does some great stuff in the morning. So, if you are interested in photography, this is something to look into. I know it's a big chunk of price, but it's very similar. If you do like I do barrel racing clinics, it's 600 bucks for two days, so you know, you're getting four days here. I think it's a good deal, okay. Um, also from the racing standpoint, we do not have racing on Thursday because the winter meet ended. So it's starting like the spring summer meet right now. So Friday is opening day for that. And there are $2 beers on Fridays, like every day, every weekend. Uh, Saturday is the Misdirection Stakes, which will be run at five furlongs on the turf course. And then Saturday is the Tokyo city cup.
1: And that's always a cool day because they have dancers out there and everything. I'm right? sorry.
0: Sunday. Yeah. I don't know if they're having a Tokyo city, Japan day. because oh. I didn't see that on the calendar. Hmm.
1: I want to, can Michelle. I know we have to be very careful about what we talk about at, at Santa Anita, but I, 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 can I ask you about the whip thing? Okay. Um. Apparently, as of right now, the jockeys are going to ride Friday with no whip, and I'd love Correct. to hear your thoughts on that.
0: Well, I think if you've been watching the races, you'll notice a lot of riders are not utilizing the whip i think they're trying to get a feel for how it's going to be without it um and if you watch roadster i think mike might have tapped him left-handed like once maybe twice but i mean there was no overt whipping going on so i think that you know that's a step in the right direction for sure i know ramon dominguez was out this week because he invented a new crop and uh the crop cylinder is like i took it from i used it and it's like a nerf uh end and it's all rounds. There's no sharp edges on it that could, you know, mistakenly like nab the skin or anything. So that's very nice. And it's, you know, just, it gives you that pop sound that you need to maintain attention. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing to say to, to not have crops, but crops are also a safety situation. I mean, you know, when you ride dressage, when you ride jumpers, when I'm on the barrels, we have a crop there because your horse might need the attention uh, you sure. know, shoved one, one direction or another. You might need help switching leads. You might need um, some horses that have, you know, a little lazier you have to give them that pop pop to like come on it's your turn to go now and that's just the way they've been conditioned so um it's gonna be a change and i'd I'd like to see what's gonna happen on this friday um and see what happens
1: and and public perception wise michelle these Mm -hmm. guys you know with these mike smith was his big left hand or and i know jerry bailey came out against the riding crop which was interesting because if you watch his race on grindstone winning the derby he Uh, whipped probably like 18 straight times or something I heard. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I think that change is good. Change is needed um, for for the public perception. I don't know if no whips is safe uh, for the jockeys. Uh, Crops are safe for the jockeys. I would like to personally see some type of modification uh, either to the crop, which Ramon Dominguez has done, or just Mm -hmm. riding style where um, you are allowed to uh, remind uh, under the arm or on the neck or where it's mm-hmm. really apparent that there's no way you are in any way um, hurting the horse or as the public might see, uh, uh, quote unquote, whipping the horse, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think if we're going to continue uh, in the society that we are in right now, the way people think, the way people react, the way social media is, the way um, the perception of our industry is, it's probably a good thing. So will I find it interesting. I, I will look forward to Friday to seeing if it happens. I'm not so sure it's going to happen. Um, I've heard rumors about insurance policies and the the whole safety of it. And, and someone uh-huh. was asking me last night about it. And I said, you know, these guys are risking their lives, right? I'm not risking uh-huh. my life, um, but these guys are risking their lives. And if they're comfortable doing it, who am I to say they shouldn't do it? Right. Right. Um mm-hmm. although I may not agree with it. Um and it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and the, the thing they don't talk about too are the gamblers. Our mm-hmm. our our gamblers and our our horse players, uh, they they are a very, very important part of our existence. They pay for the pool uh for our purses. And mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see uh, how they react, and the first time a horse, you know, gets beat by a head and just couldn't get there, and with some encouragement, might have. Uh, so that's. But you will never know. But you,
0: but you won't know that. Of course,
1: I said might. It, that's going to be have. the same thing as people
0: right now, even with with the ability to use crops. Some people will bitch and moan about, you know, oh, he didn't try hard. I mean, all kinds of things. People just like to complain, right? So no, of course that they're going to complain if they get beat.
1: Right. Yeah. I, listen, change is good. We need change, right? Uh, we're not afraid. The one thing, and I will continue to harp on it, and I said it on the Steve Big show this morning, Michelle, is that there, the 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 thing I call for is uniformity. You, we must have uniformity. You cannot have different, uh, whipping. Right? You don't like me to say whipping, but mm-hmm. cropping. I don't know what you say. No, it's whipping is the is, the, is verb, the verb, but you use a crop. Okay. Uh, we I, I just don't think it's humanly possible or racing possible to have different whipping rules in California than you have everywhere else in the country. The jockey mm-hmm. the jockeys have to get together and whatever ends up happening out here, in my opinion, has to be used everywhere. That's my soapbox. Agreed. That's my that, soapbox yes. talk. So. Um
0: okay, and I do have our aftercare tidbit for the day. Yes. Um so the Makers Mark Center has opened its first satellite facility it's called the Ranch and it's in Frankfort Illinois and um currently the Makers Mark Secretariat Center you know, takes these horses in, they do full on let down and then they start them like from the ground up again in their new discipline. So that means like lung lining them, driving them under different saddles. They do chiropractic work, dental farrier work to make sure that they're all, you know, good and good on the upkeep. Um, and then they're taught like T-touch and everything, uh, desensitized. So they do a really great job. And then one of the biggest things with them is their, um, Motto is education matters. And so they really make sure that the horse goes with the prospective adoptee because their goal is to have a lifelong home for the horse, not, you know, where the horse gets lost in the aftercare system and ends up at like six different homes. They definitely want it to be just a one placement type situation. And they've actually had a waiting list because, you know, they. The people that are adopting are aware of how well retrained the Makers Mark Secretariat Center horses are. So they have decided to do this. So that is open now, and there are already a couple of horses at Satellite Facility. And if you want more information on those horses, how you can help, or how you could adopt one, it is secretariatcenter.org.
1: That's great work, Michelle, and good for them. Thank you. About time. Um not about time that people are doing things for retirement, not about time that you did good work. I just want to make sure that, that you know that. Michelle, you always do great work, and this show would be nothing without you. So we appreciate you. We appreciate all the listeners. We appreciate our sponsors, TaylorMade, um, Stallions, Midnight Storm, California Chrome, California Not Chrome. This Time, Shall We. By the way,
0: we didn't talk at all about the share of the upside that made established for California Chrome.
1: I didn't. Know, I don't. Well, maybe we'll have Travis White on.
0: That would be awesome because yeah. they are doing something really cool.
1: Okay, we'll have maybe we'll have Travis White on at the beginning of the show next week to give us Perfect. a little scoop. Uh, I'll call him uh, when we're done. Um, special thanks to Santa Anita and Delmar who also contribute to the show. And uh, we're here every Tuesday or as much, many Tuesdays as we can be on latalkradio.com. dot com. You can also download the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and a bunch of other places that I don't know. You can contact me <laughs> at bkrf at the michelle u. If you have any questions. Uh, our e- my email is billy at littleredfeather.com. If you're interested in horse ownership, you want to get involved in our partnership, please just drop us an email and we'll give you a call. Um, we have a lot of big things coming up. We got Arkansas Derby this weekend. We'll talk about that next week. And we will um, then there's a big OBS sale coming up there's
0: a horses of racing age sale today, today
1: at keeneland and then the big mm-hmm. obs april sales the following week i'll be out of town i'm running some at keeneland uh not this weekend but next weekend and then i go to obs so that'll be an interesting uh we might have to bypass that show in a couple weeks but we'll be back with you next tuesday michelle you're the best i can't wait to see you're you the uh, best. over the, no you're the best i'll see you you're uh see you at san anita on friday bye adios
2: You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. California Chrome. Straight and strong. Absolutely sensational. California Chrome. California To California Chrome. All the
1: way to the Kentucky Derby. California Chrome wins impressively.
2: He's gone into overdrive. California Chrome wins the Dubai World Cup. One of the greatest performances you'll ever see. Chrome turns to gold.